Hello and welcome to the Pump It Up podcast. I'm your host, Fab Sab, and today I'm joined by... Daniel, also known as I'm Sultan. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the mindset and mentality for Pump. So to start off with, it's good to have a focused mindset in a way that will optimize your improvement. You can talk a little bit more about what mindset you like to use and some strategies for reaching your goals and such. Well, I like to be very like, I like to research what I have to do to get better. I don't blindly play like the hardest songs I know. Most of the time I try to improve my form, timing, or like in between. And I think the best mindset to have is knowing that failing is just part of the process. Like, I'm used to failing, but I get back up and try to improve. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's true. I think a common mistake I see a lot of people make is either not trying a song because they're afraid to fail or uh, just uh, not focusing on their footwork or timing and things like that and just going straight into things blindly. Uh, Do you think there's anything let's say related to what while you're playing a song is there a different mindset uh you have for different songs or during a song or maybe if you're uh trying to play ranked versus full mode or those kind of things so before a song i sometimes i stretch if it's like i've never played it or like i know it's hard because you have to be prepared, not when you're playing, but like before too. I When I try to play Gargoyle full song, I didn't know if I could pass, but I was telling myself in my mind, I will pass this, I will get an A. And I think that's what boosted my confidence. Yeah, of course. Yeah. When I'm playing, I like to block everything out, focus on just the game, and I feel like I go into a trance when I play the game. It's not really, like, I don't think as much as, like, focus on where my feet need to be. Yeah, I feel that as well. The um, the positivity and then... Also, uh, like, if you... I see a lot of people, they think they're going to fail something and they end up failing it but about the uh the trance thing it's like when i yeah when i'm playing i don't think about anything else and i think the more other things you think about the harder it is to play and so some people have certain routines or times to play for them i've heard some people say they like to play in the morning because there's nothing else on their mind and then uh, for me personally, I play in the evening because everything else in the day is done. So I don't really have much else to think about. And that's usually what works best with my schedule. 
Um, and then also for a routine and just trying to play as much, there's a uh, goal setting is also a really important thing. Do you have any specific things you like to do for goal setting? Well, I'm trying to be the best in my area right now. There is one person that's like really good in my area. I'm trying to beat him. I'm very close. I respect him. But in the future, I like to travel around the world, I guess, because I'm living in Hawaii. So it's like three machines on the island. And I want to go to tournaments and stuff. I want to prove to myself that I can do it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I guess living in Hawaii is probably not as many tournaments there, I assume. None. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, have you ever entered any remote tournaments or like online stuff? Um. Well, there are Dance Dance Revolution tournaments, but I am oh, yeah, not yeah. as good as that game. I have never yeah. tried the online tournament, but maybe I will. It's uh, it's harder to... I find that there's not as many online pump tournaments, and uh, especially if in your area, wherever whoever's listening, if there's not that many tournaments or not as many machines or people you know that play, it's a bit harder to find motivation that way. I think a, a good way to uh, motivate yourself for like a kind of tournament mindset is to try to find people to rival you that are around your skill level. Um, in the three rival sections, I personally like to make sure I have at least one person that's good, like a lot better than me, maybe someone who's a little bit lower than me and someone around my skill level. Uh, how about for your rivals? Do you use rivals? And I guess if you do use rivals, what do you really... Uh, do you have any tips for finding rivals? I, yeah, two of those I do, but I don't keep people who are, like, less good than me, I guess. Like, not to be disrespectful to them. But yeah, yeah. Like, I'd like to keep role models. Like, I like to try to be on their skill level and then change out the rifles after I reach it. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, I've been I've been doing that for the my third rival spot actually. I just switched it out I think today because there was someone who I added and then I got better them and changed it. The one person lower than me is something I've been trying more recently. I think I heard Funga say something like that. Uh him or some other DDR player and they said the reason they put a rival lower than them is because if you know that you're better than someone and sometimes if they're only a little bit lower than you, they'll still get a really good score and you see that score, it kind of like upsets you in a way. So it makes you want to try that and beat it and like push yourself to do like to play how you should be playing. Um, it's There's a lot of different techniques that people use. And I think the best way is just try things and try different rivals and see. But definitely always have someone better than you so you can keep improving. Yeah. I've never actually thought of it that way, the lower thing. Maybe I will try that. Yeah, it was really interesting because when I first heard about it, I thought, I, I don't know why I'd ever want anyone lower. 
Um, but a lot of people, especially those who are playing ranked, may have some holes in their score. Um, and so if there is someone lower than them, that lower person might have them as a rival as their higher person. And they might be trying to push through and uh, improve. So it kind of sets like a fire under you like oh I can't let this person be better than me I have to keep playing um and then as well for for um for grinding a lot of people when they start playing and they start uh reaching the level to play ranked and things they want to climb the leaderboard total singles and doubles type thing so uh do you personally like to or do you care about leaderboard um, leaderboard is not something I, like, do to try to, like, flex on people. It's more like a rivalry kind of thing between the people in my area, I guess, to push me. Yeah. Uh, for example, Gargoyle S18, I had the score for Machine Best, and then my friend took it. And then I tried to beat it for like a week or two, but I couldn't. And then the time we go together and play together on the same song, I beat the record. It's really weird because when the person is right next to you, I feel I felt like it pushed me. It's like, he's right next to me. I need to beat him. You know, like, yeah. It put me in a trance. Yeah, I think there's something important as well about p- playing with other people. Um, because some people will try to play alone so they have more time or they just think they'll focus better. But I've seen a lot of people do better uh, when there are others there. Um, and then as as well, even if it's just random people watching, for example, one time I was uh, playing a song on Ranked and I was pretty tired. And if I was by myself, I might have just failed at the end. But I had a crowd of just random people watching me. And so because of the people watching me, I was thinking, oh, wow, like I really shouldn't fail that. Like I don't want them to think I'm not that good. So I kind of pushed through that. Yeah. Honestly, do you feel good when random people watch you? Because to me, I feel like it puts a mental pressure on me. Like, it's not a bad thing when they just watch and, like, cheer or something. But I feel like sometimes they do get distracting. What about I was going to say, yeah, it depends on the situation for me, honestly. Overall, if I had to choose, I would say I don't prefer random people watching. Sometimes when my friends who also play are watching, maybe a few fo- close friends, I don't mind. But it really depends on the situation for me. Uh, there are certain times where if it's something very straightforward and just stamina or I can feel myself getting lazy, I think the added pressure is good. But if I'm already in the mindset and I'm trying to focus, then it it can be quite noisy. Uh, However, uh, I think just, yeah, just yesterday I was in a tournament setting and it's very loud and it was just at a convention. So there's a lot of people screaming, a lot of people who don't know what the game is just there to watch and talking. And so I think playing in a loud area is something you need to experience in order if someone ever wanted to go to a tournament in order to prepare 
because you can't tell someone to be quiet or wait for them to leave. You kind of have to learn to get into the zone and ignore everything around you and just play the game. Mm, yeah, I guess. I've never been in a tournament, but I can see how, like, the pressure with, like, so many people watching. Like, it has to be a lot. And when people, like, criticize tournament players for, like, not playing at their best, like, on YouTube comments or whatever, it's, like, I don't know if they've experienced, like, the pressure of people watching. Yeah, it's definitely a whole nother experience. Like, it's something people should be aware of and just try playing like that to get a sense of mind. Um, I have a friend who, uh, when they play ranked, they just, if it's just us in the arcade, they'll just tell everyone to be quiet for a certain song if they're trying to focus, which is, uh, sometimes people do need to focus and it's kind of rude when someone's playing a certain song to be too loud. But at the same time, it's something you need to remember that when you go to a tournament or something like that, you can't really turn around and say, can everyone please be quiet? Mm. I just think of the people behind me as like, they they won't distract me, but like, I have to expect the unexpected. They could be drunk and then like fall over like in front of the pad, which has happened. So... Oh yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the worst. And I guess it's I tr- I try to fit times in my schedule where there won't be that many people at the arcade, but it's never something you can control. Uh, or like sometimes I'll be playing and kids will run across the pads, and it's just so frustrating. Oh my god! But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think like. Another thing as well, though, with that is just, like, how to stay positive and not get, like, tilted on little things. Like, say you keep getting, like, uh, one grade or one miss or someone keeps distracting you and whatever. I think the more frustrated you get, the worse you'll end up playing. Do you have any tips for uh, staying positive? I'd like to boost my own ego. I think confidence is like a meter, right? There's too little confidence too much confidence so you could downplay yourself like too much and then it gets into your head or you could be saying that you're so good at this game then you get like one miss and then you tilt so i feel like it's finding a middle ground in between yeah for sure I think, yeah, I agree with that a lot. Like when I'm doing uh, kind of bad on a song and I'm getting too frustrated and I notice my score on that song dropping, uh, then I'll go back and play another song that I need to do uh, that's a lot easier and do well on that and then go back to some harder stuff and mix it up. So I, I get that little bit of confidence and then at the same time, I'm like mixing up what I'm playing so I don't get too discouraged or too overconfident. I think an important thing with mindset is that everyone has a different technique and you should kind of experiment. Like there's a lot of common things that people do, but at the same time, everyone has their own little techniques. Uh, I've seen some people like say they like if they're in a tournament, they'll like to do their set right away for a qualifier because the adrenaline helps them. 
And then some people, when they're playing songs, maybe they like to they play the same song over and over again until they get really angry and uh, they end up doing better. But for most people, at least in my case, that makes me do worse. And so it's, uh, I guess, finding out how you, if you know yourself and uh, how you operate when you play the game. Yeah, and how I operate, I use anger sometimes, like... When I can't beat a song, I don't play it again because if I play a song, I'll know how to tilt. But I like to, like you said, mix it up. I play 16 and then maybe like a 18 and then like 17 or like 22, 18, 17. You know, like you got to refresh your mind sometimes to get rid of the negative stress yeah for sure and I think as well when you're trying to go for scores and things and I guess going back to goal setting there's the overall goal which is like to be in your case to be the best in your area and things like that and then there are small smaller goals too with like getting scores on specific songs and I think when it comes to score goals uh some people they either overshoot or undershoot uh, for me personally, I like to have some bigger goals, like maybe just a general thing, like a level related, like, oh, pass this level on ranked or or maybe even a song that's more of a, a tricky song to be able to get a certain score, like maybe full combo it or like uh, gold asset or something like that. But then because that's more of a long term goal, every time I go in uh, to the arcade, I like to have like maybe some small daily goals, just add little things in there that are a little bit challenging but kind of attainable and so I keep doing those little goals and then eventually I get to the bigger goals to stay on track um, because I've seen some people say that they just want to get really good at the game and they say they want to do some crazy hard song but they don't really have a path to get there they're just like oh I'm just gonna keep playing yeah it's like you no know, like constellations they have like stars and st- they connect or like connect the dots that's more like it it's like all those yeah. goals you have to like connect them together they can't be like oh get good at 18 get good at this like 20 you have to like start from like the bottom and like have a clear path that you know will get you to your goal you know hmm. yeah i think that's actually a really good way of looking at things um and then as well for people who just started they some people just don't know how to make their goals and I think um in general there usually is at least one other person in your area that plays if you have a cab you can try don't be shy to ask other players what what they think you should play maybe if there's someone a little bit better than you or around your skill level you can kind of see what stuff they like to play and that they're trying to go for and you can kind of base your goals around that to give you some ideas I think playing with better people when you're starting out is the best way to get like in the groove like to know the game and then you play with people of your skill level after because you already know the basics from playing with a better player and then the rivalry between player one and player two will get your skill better 
Yeah, for sure. That's actually the same thing that I did um, when I started playing pump because I I started playing pump pretty late just uh, this year um, coming from DDR and ITG. And so I got the basics down first and then focused on being a bit more competitive because I think if you try to be competitive at first, you'll just push yourself, but it's not really making the right habit. You might even be enforcing bad habits with your play style and things like that. And then, oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna agree. I did that. I or I did that for DDR. I've actually started playing like two months ago, and I applied the same technique that I did with Pump to DDR, and it actually worked really well. And I think I'll use that for like everything from now on. Yeah, it's really good to have a strong foundation when you're just learning something new in general. And a lot of people really skip that. And it's I see people soar and just go to harder songs and then they start getting tripped up. And so they'll only play songs they know they can do. Like some people improve really fast and they'll get to 15s and then they'll kind of stop there and they'll wonder why is it taking me so long and sometimes the reason is they didn't brush up on the techniques right so maybe they weren't crossing over correctly or putting their feet in the right position or even using the bar right and so you get to a point where you really shouldn't be playing how you're playing and the all the skills that you're missing are gonna catch up to you that really is relatable because i shot up from 15 to like 17 really fast and that's when turns start coming a lot and i didn't know any of them so i was screwed so i definitely do recommend taking your time in each level and trying to go through the motions like crossover stream turn you know like all these different stuff you have to learn learn it there and then improve it from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think some people will, uh, or, or going along with getting all the skills, some people will just play a few songs in in a, in a level. Say they're on, I don't know, 12s. They'll just play, if 12s are where they're trying to, uh, where they currently are, they'll just play like, uh, maybe a few of them and then until they get good scores and then move on to 13s. But I think it's important to try to play a bunch of different songs, especially go back. Uh, I guess you can sort the songs by um, what version they're from. Go back and play some of the older ones and then try some of the newer ones too because I find the older ones, the footwork, the way the charts were made are sometimes a little bit different, a little bit more tricky in some ways than the newer ones maybe tricky in different ways yeah the older songs are so much like you said trickier they have more like instead of just streams which i feel like that's what charts have evolved or devolved into however you want to see it but when i play site de la Rue, s17 and then i play reality s17 feel like reality makes me way more tired, I guess. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I think like, uh, it's like the older songs, like all the crossing and stuff. Uh, for people I see that aren't really used to the crossing because they're playing the newer songs, when they see all the crossy stuff, they get really discouraged. And some people, they kind of just give up. Like I see people just standing still on the pad or even walking off the pad and letting it fail and playing and then playing a different song and, and going back. And I think when you just jump into those songs, it's a bit intimidating. And so I don't blame people. They try it once. They're like, oh, the old songs are disgusting and they never play <laughs> them again. <laughs> I've seen yeah. it happen. <laughs> I, I think I did that when I first started playing because I would just double step everything. And then I, I like, like, oh, yeah, I can pass like 16s. But it's like it, I wasn't playing them right. Um, but I, I think if you're going to play an original song, like the older songs, you should actually play maybe one or two or even more, depending on uh, how you feel, a few levels lower than what you usually play. And then go up from there because you're trying to learn a different skill. And when you're changing your footwork or just adapting to new things, it's important to play a little bit lower than what you usually do so you can focus on your feet because when you're playing something that's right at your level or even a little bit harder you don't really have more room in your mind to calm down a bit and focus on your footwork because you're just focusing on passing the song yeah passing doesn't mean you're learning anything like when i started playing mm, gargoyle s18 I didn't do the turns like I could right now since my stamina and stuff is so good I could do everything the streams and stuff without the turns and I could still get an A but that didn't mean I did the turns or I did the chart correctly yeah for sure like um I think a lot of people focus on level cap and things like that and just, oh, I can do this, I can do that. But it it really doesn't mean much because uh, like when I first started playing pump, uh, I picked a really, uh, I guess, non-crossy song, which was like Vacuum S19, and I was able to A it. But that doesn't mean my level cap was an S19 at that point because I had just come from playing uh, like four panel where you don't cross over. So yeah, I could A that, but then I would be like not able to play S17s or S16s that are more crossy. And so it didn't really mean that I was good. If, if you pass a song at a certain level, it doesn't really mean you're good or bad. I think what's more important is the skills that you have and how you're able to execute things. And so maybe the first few times you you try out a new skill or you're trying to do something and you do it a different way, the proper way, you may uh, sacrifice your score or or your stamina a little bit. But in the end, it's always worth it. Yeah, I was working on form two days ago. I usually play... 18 plus but I I decided to play 15 16 17 trying to minimize my footwork and I was getting misses like constantly but I didn't let the score and miscount get to me because I knew that this isn't about the score or anything it's about learning and like looking back 
at myself and trying to figure out my mistakes. Yeah, that's a really important uh, thing to bring up because a lot of people, uh, when they're trying something new and their score gets worse, it's like they're not really uh, realizing that in the long run it's better. And so the mentality of not caring about score too much and understanding how to improve is probably one of the most important things that in the long term will help your score on like a whole nother level. Uh, like there's, there's, I think it's more like the way of improving is that at first it seems like your improvement is kind of slow, but then in the end, the payoff is worth it and you end up improving faster than others. And I guess with that, there's also comparing yourself to others, which is what I've seen people do. Uh, for example, when I first started playing, um, coming from four panel and a lot of music game and dance game experience, I improved faster than some people. And so uh, it was, there were people that were asking, like, how did you improve so fast? And so I think I, something else I would tell them is that, yeah, I've been playing other dance games and like music games for many years. But if Pump was my first game, I would have been improving at a slower level. And so if you see someone else doing something, even if they just started and they're just really good, it's kind of uh, good not to focus on it too hard, I guess. Like you can have rivals and things, but if somebody improves really fast and it ends up discouraging you and making you not want to play, like that's something you should be aware of. Yeah, I'm... I liked rhythm games for, like, years. So when I first started, I played six. And then after, like, two weeks, I was at 12. And then because I went to Korea at that time. And then when I came back to Hawaii, people were like, wow, you got so good at this game. And, like, are you sure this is your first rhythm game or dance game? So I feel like when someone does like really good when they begin it does discourage you a lot one of my friends just picked it up and he's like really good and i was like wow i must suck and then i see youtube videos oh what were you gonna say oh no yeah i'm just agreeing with that like i i I feel that too (laughs) yeah and then i see youtube videos of like Korean kids that are like 11 playing S19 and I'm like wow I really suck so yeah definitely don't let it get to you though take from my mistakes and everyone else's yeah I think like yeah I agree that I think I've seen like I don't know if it's the same video but there's a lot of videos like that like there's just these little Korean kids like doing crazy stuff and then at the same time there's also in the community uh, where in Canada where I play there's a lot of new players and I've seen some people who like they just started and they're getting crazy good and I'm just thinking wow I've been playing dance games and music games for like my whole life and these people are just shooting up faster than I ever improved and the thing is if you think like that it's not really helping anything um some people may improve faster yeah but you can kind of just like you can look at that and think wow that's crazy but don't make 
that like don't think about that on yourself because I think for people who have been playing longer listening to this and maybe they're like whoa how do people get good so fast is that uh like a lot of the now there's a lot more cabs the pads are better there's a lot more songs and charts and people are just improving faster because the levels are just a lot higher and so there's more room to improve and then at the same time you can kind of use that to strategize like okay this person's improving pretty fast and they're playing often uh, how can I improve faster and play more and play more smart and things like that uh, but then I guess um, a good note to end this on would be keeping a healthy balance between pump and life because as we all know pump is life but it's also good to remember that life is life too uh, and so you you really need to remember to take care of yourself at the same time because believe it or not it will affect your playing in pump yeah pump is life i wasted my high school years playing this but yeah life does affect you like how you eat you know your diet because when I eat like McDonald's and play, I feel like I can't play at my highest level. So do keep that in mind. Mentality yeah. is really important though, yeah. Yeah, totally. I was just gonna add on to that. Um for anyone listening who went to Otakuthon, <laughs> they'd probably be laughing right now because it was I played like crap that day. But um uh, basically the week before I had a tournament yesterday and the week before I was just I, I I really enjoy playing pump not for any particular reason to practice for the tournament but it's just something I like to do is to play pump but with my schedule right now the only time I can play is in the evenings and it's a bit far for me so almost every day I was staying out late playing pump and just playing games and music games and just playing all the time because pump is amazing pump is life and I hadn't slept well for like days and so uh and then I went to Montreal for the tournament and I hadn't slept the entire time and so I just crashed like I'm pretty sure I was trying to do the full mode code and I slipped off the pad (laughs) I just ended up like uh I, I felt that I felt that I couldn't play because it was just the morning and my legs were heavy and I was warming up and I could feel myself doing like I don't know half or less of what I'd usually play and so I already knew that it was just gonna be like eh but at the same time I think where mentality comes in is I didn't really let that tilt me too much because I could have really pushed myself and I don't think my legs would have cooperated and I would have just being in like a negative mood and not really take that as opportunity to learn and just whatever but I kind of realized I'm like eh I'll, I'll still try of course but I also just relaxed and had fun and just was silly and just chilling the entire time because I think in the end you should well some people pay, play this game for score but for me personally, I just like to have fun with it. Like if getting a good score is fun, then it's fun. But if I'm going to a point with myself that it's not fun anymore and I'm just in pain the whole time and it doesn't feel worth it, then there's a point where you need to think and be like, okay, I think I need to take care of my life so that I can play more pump and not 
injure myself or just be in a bad mood or something. On the note of physical capabilities, sometimes, like, it's, it, it won't matter if you're going through the motions. Like, if you're going down levels and stuff, you should take, like, two-day, three-day breaks, in my opinion. Like, occasionally, like, maybe every, like, month or something. Or yeah. two, two to three weeks, maybe. Because your legs will just... It won't... Like, have you ever taken a break and played again after, like, an intense session? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your so legs I, feel so much lighter. Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, no, yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, yeah, I, I've i done that before, or sometimes I just I'll get busy and I won't have time to play. Even for, like, I'll play really hard and I won't play for a few days and I'll come back and I'll be doing crazy things. But then some days I'll play every single day, and then by the final day I'm playing, I just my legs just don't feel as good. Or even if it's in the same day, like taking breaks are really important. Yeah, and it, you can't take like a day break, or maybe some people can, but I don't really feel that's enough. But you can't take too much of a break either, because at that point you will like your muscles will not memorize the steps if i'm saying that yeah yeah no that makes sense and for everyone who's thinking like listening this thinking oh i don't need a break uh i am chris for life who is like uh one of the best ddr players in the world um he said that he had to stop playing every day and he switched to every other day or once every few days because he was injuring himself. So even the top players, they won't play every day because they are going to injure themselves. And I personally experienced that. So I've injured myself before and then I had to take a break. And (laughs) it's frustrating because you love the game so much, but you just can't play every single day all the time. Um, it's, it's, It's really hard, but you know, you can sit at home and watch charts or play with your fingers or whatever. Yes, do you have any last things to add? I'd say keep a good mindset. Think of the others around you. Take care of yourself outside of life. Take breaks. Keep goals, realistic goals. And that's important. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Um, I think we covered about everything, so that will conclude this episode. And one quick mention, actually, there is a tournament, um, Beast in the East 3. I believe you can look them up on Facebook. Oh, yes. Uh, Beast in the East 3 is at, I think it's uh, Virginia. Um, If they wanted to enter a Pump It Up tournament, they can look that up on Facebook. Um, and also for everyone who just is kind of new to the community, I would recommend looking up Pump It Up groups on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, that concludes this episode of the Pump It Up podcast. Look forward to a new episode next Monday. Thank you for listening.